This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. We're a little early. I set us for eight, for 5.40 just to preempt our readiness. Yeah. But, uh, so, hey, listen, we're starting about seven minutes earlier than I planned. Why don't we fill some of that time with some announcements slash bulletins that you might need to know about from this side of the camera. Uh, so, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for watching. We're, this is the comic book show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out on New Comic Book Day, that's Wednesday, that we think you should pick up. Mm -hmm. uh, that out of the way, now you know what the show is. Uh, speaking of shows, New York Comic Con, Thursday. Thursday will be here before you know. We normally shoot on Thursdays, so yeah. Thursday's always on my mind, so I'm really happy to, you know have some kind of substitution. Uh, we are going to be shooting on Thursday, but yeah. at the con instead. Mm -hmm. What does that matter? It doesn't. Let's jump into more. Uh, so New York Comic Con, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I and most likely you will be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, the problem with that is that uh, the other members of the team don't uh, have as much flexibility with their schedules. And so as such, they will only be around Thursday, Friday. Ben will be there Saturday. I think. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. No, that's that's official. Um, oh. oh. But, uh, yeah, Thursday, Friday, whole team. Why is that exciting? If you're going, then on Friday, you should go around 1 p.m. to the Valiant Comics booth. That's booth 1635. It's on the main floor. No escalators for you, except for the one that takes you to the main floor. But uh, main floor, Valiant booth, 1635, 1 to 2 p.m. Not only will this lovely lady and myself be there, but we'll also be joined by Ethan and Ben, mm -hmm. uh, both of whom will be there, along with Team Comic Story, and they will also be there. But as far as the comic pop angle is going to be concerned, we're also going to be selling a bunch of stuff we think you might really enjoy. Uh, this includes posters. Yeah. And stickers. As long as they get here. As they get here. Uh, those are the things we are <laughs> selling. But multiple posters. Not just the same poster multiple times. Many different types of posters. Yeah. At least two varieties. As long as they were approved. As long as they were approved. They, they were, we're good. Oh, we're okay. But like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Posters for sale. You buy them. We'll sign them. Take selfies. All kinds of stuff. That's happening. Uh, stickers, if they arrive, they're really fun. They are the first of their kind. You know, not only will from you from us, from us. Well, the, <laughs> no, the stickers are. I'm not. Or you know, the point is, mm -hmm. uh, you'll never have. You will have never seen these stickers before, and you may need for, never see them again. So you may want to check. Them yeah, out we now. actually got limited runs of them because yeah. um, I've ordered with this company before, and they did a nice job. But um, I haven't ordered the specific style. So I wanted to do a limited run. So it's actually only 25 of each type of sticker. Wow. That's actually around the same amount of posters we have. Which I'm really not trying to make it like, oh, better get there now. I mean, literally, I just wanted to make sure the quality is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, so no matter what, <laughs> if they suck or not, 25. The first 25, you're going to pick them up. Yeah. Um, but they'll be for sale. Uh, yeah. So, and actually, I think that's the same amount of posters we have. Oh, well, there you so, go. So first 25, that's it. After that, we'll be signing, you know. Your butt well, look, or if something. We, if we if we sell them off, yay for us. Oh no, I don't expect I don't expect <laughs> no. to sell out, which is why we have such a limited run. That being said, limited lim limited run, you know, mm -hmm. scarcity. It's a thing. Hey, you may never see those posters or stickers again. You will at least the posters. 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to jump into that. Uh, that's happening. Friday. It's happening. If you only have a one-day ticket and it's going to be on Saturday, don't worry about it. Because almost everyone from Comic Pop will be at the show Saturday, and we're going to do a meet and greet over at the DC Wing. What does that mean? DC doesn't have a booth. They just like kind of like corner off an entire wing. It's great. Actually. It actually is fantastic. It's a, it's a nice space. Normally, we'll meet you at the doors that lead outside as close to the DC area as possible. Unless something has changed. Usually Which is why we're not like, you know, being like, exactly here on the map, because we have to go scope it out on Thursday. Yes. So then how do you find out more about that then? Well, I'm going to be e-blasting the entire Comic Pop social media spectrum uh, with info, not only about our Friday signing, but also about our Saturday meet and greet. Uh, we won't be selling anything on Saturday, by the way, so the only time to buy anything? Yeah. Friday. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to be posting it in the community tab for this video. We're going to be having it on our uh, Instagram, instagram.com slash comicpopofficial. We're going to be having it on our Twitter account, at Sal Says What, at The Real Zoobs. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have it uh, on uh, our Discord server, which you can find a link for below this video. Nice. Um, any v and, and uh, Oh, and our Facebook page, of course. There's already an invite to the, like an event happening. Yeah. To the signing on Friday. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash official or facebook.com slash groups slash comicpop. Mm -hmm. uh, check those out for all that information. Uh, but if you're just here on YouTube, just check the community tab. I will have more information. But the Valiant meetup is already there. Nice. So that's Good. that's that's done. Excellent. Um, yeah, uh, we're we're selling new stuff. It's gonna be really exciting. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we wanted we wanted to get get out of the way? No, nope, that was my reminder. Started? All right. Well, then, uh, without further ado, let's talk about some comics. Yeah. Right. You uh, read a lot this week. You told me I only had to read a few. I did. Well, I'm not gonna really get into them too <laughs> deeply. Like, for example, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number thirty from Spencer and Otley is here. It's a tie-in for Absolute Carnage. Um, it's pretty neat. It's actually pretty fun. Right. But it is very much like it's... It's a tie-in though, which I was like, ooh, you read a tie-in, but you read a tie-in because you wanted to read Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Well, also, I heard something happened in it and indeed it did. Uh, so ooh. Amazing Spider-Man 30, in this story, uh, Kindred shows up. Spencer's brand new, who is this villain, villain. Uh, and he shows up and drops a couple of breadcrumbs that indicate maybe his his identity, mm -hmm. uh, his or her identity, I should say. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's mostly about Spider-Man fighting Norman Osborn, who is still his own version of Carnage, and he thinks he's Cletus Cassidy. Right. He's protecting Normie and uh, and and Eddie's son uh, from certain harm. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, like I've been kind of like mm, iffy on Otley's art. Uh huh. Um, because for the most part, with Spencer's run, it's been a lot of talking and characters. Right. Just kind of like out of costume. In this, it was just straight up fighting between Carnage and Spider-Man, which was like really fun and cool looking. Like that really worked. Okay. Um, so that's it. It's just, it's a fun story, I guess. It's not, you know, the next issue will have the rest of the fight. It's pretty neat. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. But more important, I think I know who the, who Kindred is. I hope I know who Kindred is. See, and here's spoilers for Kindred and for this issue. Um you know, uh, Spencer has gone on record in saying that he is a big fan of the DeMatteis run of Spider-Man. Right. And as such, he kind of like has been putting genies back in the bottle. Uh, the whole Craven the Hunter arc was just so he could kind of preserve the integrity of Craven mm. after he was kind of brought back to life after the gauntlet or Craven's whatever the hell. You know, some, some arc mm -hmm. where he comes back to life. Uh, and he really didn't care for it. And so he's like, well, let's undo that. 
let's just fix that. And so he did. Right. Um, the other most seminal moment in DeMatteis' run was when he killed Harry Osborn. Mm. One of the best single issues of Spider-Man, bar none. And uh, ever since One More Day, Harry Osborn's been back, and arguably he hasn't really done anything of note or interest. Right, right, right. Um, I would argue that maybe his soul was stuck back in hell, and maybe his hollow shell was put on this earth to kind of like muck around. Again, we're dealing with Mephisto. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with like resurrected characters like Mysterio and whatnot. We're, we're already dealing with a character that Spencer has experience with and with mm-hmm. afterlife and stuff like that. I'm thinking Kindred might be like either the resurrected Harry Osborn or the soul of Harry Osborn who's like here to get revenge or to get back in his body or to fix this whole mess. Because like arguably Harry Osborn has always worked better as a college era friend of Peter who died. Like, okay. preserve the death. Because in One More Day, they said he never died in the first place. Right. Now I think we're going to be at least acknowledging that he did, in fact, die. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, it, for that alone, it's kind of fun. And mm-hmm. the art's really cool. I okay. like it. Uh, before we move on to the next book, I wanted to say that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. That's right. We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any uh, tie-ins with like any companies or anything like that. No tie-ins. No tie-ins at all. Uh, although, I will actually plug something. Um, there's a company called Insight Editions, and they make these really fun editions, these books, uh, that are collections and tomes, and they were kind enough to send me this book. Uh, they didn't ask me to do this. I just want to do this because I really liked it. But like, check this out. It's Spider-Man from Amazing to Spectacular, the, the Definitive Art Collection. It's this book from Insight Editions, and it collects... It's Bigger than my head. Uh, It collects art from all the eras of Spider-Man. And that's it. Ooh. And it's just really cool. Surprisingly short. Like, it manages to condense a lot of everything you enjoy. Like, it's got the alien costume. Mm -hmm. It's got the clone saga, the first one. It's got the real clone, or the the most celebrated or reviled clone saga. Right. got the Ditko era, Planet of the Symbiotes. Carnage, Marvel Knight Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. It looks uh, like it has some commentary, too. And has commentary quotes. Or is quotes. it just explanation? Yeah, it even has, like, the, the Zdarsky, My Dinner with Jonah story. Like, it doesn't collect all the stories. It Rather, it has just, like, big blown-up moments and also, like, kind of descriptors of what they are and yeah, quotes like, from those creators. Some of it looks like it's just a panel or two, or sometimes it's, like, a half a page, I guess. Yeah, so. but it's massive. Uh, it also has a really fun forward by uh, aforementioned... Spider-Man auteur J.M. DiMatteis, uh, who you have some experience with actually recently. I do. Yeah, he he was kind enough to sign your copy of Into Shambhala. He did because I have not seen him at a con. No, we've we've actually been at the same con at the same time. We've just, I think we had a we had the last year was the last time we could have met him, and we had to do the meet and greet instead. Yeah. So. So and he left. He like did. a thief in the night. He did. So I just mailed it to his house. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take that? Oh, clear. Sure, thanks. But check it out. That. It's neat. Oh, God, this. I love this. Anyway, it's cool. I love it. Check it out. It's neat. Um, if you get a chance. Inside Editions, Spider-Man. Uh, from Amazing to Spectacular. From Amazing to Spectacular. Very nice. Really nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, in, other, in other words, uh, yeah, so the, the, the show is sponsored by you. If you want to sponsor the show, all you got to do is use Super Chat. And you can have a question or comment, and it's shared here on the show. We're going to answer it or address it or read it in any way. Uh, and and so that's a little quid pro, quo, quid pro quo for you and me. There you go. And you. And me. Like Joshua right here who says, oh no, uh, Algie Try who says, words have money. See? He knows, Thank what, you. he knows the score. He's just like, here. Yeah. Let me, let me just pay that and get my name up there. And he did. 
Uh, Joshua Wright, here's a few bucks to keep being awesome. Thank Aww. you. We need no money to be awesome, mm-hmm. but it helps. Yes. Uh, love to hear what your thoughts are on Harleen number one. I loved Sedgwick's writing and depiction of Batman's rogues gallery. Tiffany, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Because you read it. I know, and you didn't. What I know happened? I didn't. Well, <laughs> no, I know. You had it. You had I the copy. Know, I know. But you know what? Why not? Why don't you just talk about it? It was a good segue. Yeah. Why not? Hey, I Josh. Mean, it's a huge. Good segue. It's a black label book. It is a black label book, which meant I bought it in actual hard copy as well, opposed to digital. I mo- buy most of my books digitally, mm-hmm. just because it makes it easier um, for me to actually get a hold of them quickly. Yeah. And although I do have to say, Last Night on Earth is not oversized. Ooh. Yeah, and it should be. Ooh. Um. But yeah, so like for me, like reading digitally is easier in terms of like if I'm at like work and it's like lunch, I don't have to have like, you know, my floppies with you me. You have to deal with like people yeah. or ruining your books. That's what I'm most afraid of is the ruining thing. the books. I don't care if anybody sees me reading comics. Because what we do now is I'll, what I will do is like if I love a book, because I yeah. buy everything digitally, if I love it, I will try very hard to go get a copy of it. Yeah, that's In addition. Well. I need Daredevil number one. Yeah. I just missed that. Yeah. What an idiot. It's and like me and Once in Future. Once in Future, we got to try and find that, it. That, this coming, like, Wednesday, is coming out with its sixth oh print of number one. That. I was like, oops. We did get Something's Killing the Children, though. I did, so I got that. So I'm excited for that, too. Um, but naturally, I went out and grabbed this. Um, I went with the regular cover, not the variant. That was a long process that Sal had to sit through while I decided which one I was going to go with. Decided to go with this. Um, it's written by Stefan Sajic. Mm-hmm. There's like an accent over the S and the C, so or Sajic. Whatever. Um, but art also by Stefan. Yeah. Uh, this book is basically a examination of Harleen, and the first issue focuses on her early life with narration by Harley. Oh, cool. Within it, um, like the like the post transformation yeah yeah it's a retrospective on what was happening um it opens talking about uh nightmares that she had um about how like walking through like a lonely street in gotham and how like typically she's done this before and in it when she gets to the end there's like a monstrous face like grinning at her Mm. laughing and then you know she wake up but this time it's different and like instead there's like a a beastly version of batman there and um, there are all these bats around it. And, like, she decides that, like, if a... I just, I'm only mentioning this because I thought it was, like, so well done. That, like, if a group of crows is called a murder, then this is called a feast of bats. Oh, and I like, like that. That's amazing! Good use. Um, And so, like, basically, Batman is there. The bats are waiting to descend upon a figure who is laying, like, cowering mm-hmm. by the, the, the creature there. Obviously, it's the Joker. The bats are waiting for their chance to feast upon him, but they're waiting for Batman, this this man bat, to, to strike first. Harleen, like, or Harleen screams out to, like, you know, leave him alone. And he's like, he's beyond help. And she's like, no, he's my patient, blah, blah, blah. So he leaves and says, like, it's on your head. Right. Basically. Okay. And so, like... They have a moment together um, where, like, you know, he smiles at her, she smiles back, and she realizes that's a huge mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up. She's like, that was weird. That was different. And then we, you know, get this really lovely image of the two of them together. And mm-hmm. it's, like, very, like, it's beautiful looking. Joker's a beautiful looking man. Yeah. Um, which, he looks like that through a lot of the book, but not always. Now, mm. don't forget, though, Harley's telling us this story. So it's from her POV. Yeah. Also, Stefan Sajic tends to draw things in a beautiful fashion Yeah, everyone's as well. sexy. So it's a little bit of everything, but I, I'm interpreting this because it is about her and her psychology career early on um, as, like, her way of, like, interpreting what happened mm. and, like, kind of making it, like, well, I mean, like, I really couldn't help it. Right. So we learn a little bit about her career, about how, like, 
Um, Harleen was uh, looking to get funding for a project in which uh, she hypothesized that um, the human mind had basically like a um, emotional um, immune system in a way. Okay. And that like inevitably that like the brain could break that down and like end up having like an autoimmune reaction to it. Okay. In which it would kill empathy. Right. And so like, that's where the sociopaths come from, from like this external stress. She starts off by interviewing a gentleman who had been overseas in war, having like struggling with this PTSD and like what happened, what led him down the path that made him dishonorably discharged. Oh, okay. And how like, you know, he and his like friend were like, we'll never kill any men, like women or children. It'll just be those who are attacking us. But like, as he's going through it, it became more difficult to decide who was who. One night they're in a bar, like who was like, uh, who was a villain, I I should say. Um, They're in a bar. There's a woman. He's like, he encourages his friend to go like, you know, she seems to have interest. And she takes a razor blade and and slices his throat open. And he like blames himself. And he's like, and from that moment on, he's like, I killed her. Right. Like, he's like, I unloaded an entire clip into her. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, it just went down from there. And she's like, see, like he lost his ability to have empathy because his his brain needed to survive and it started attacking itself. Oh, I see. Okay. So like, she's like, this is, this is my hypothesis. She looks out into the crowd. There's a gentleman there. He's like looking at his watch. She starts to falter. Because, like, he's not, like, he, he's like, I, I've got to go. And he leaves. And she's like, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then she, we see her at a bar. She has a friend named Chandra, who's also in, uh, is a doctor working to get funding. But her, her hypothesis was, like, about, like, pharmaceuticals and treating depression. So she got approved for it because it's really easy to say, like, I can make money this way. Mm-hmm. Harley's like, cool. I just, like, threw my, like, career away, essentially. Yeah. That night, the two of them leave. Chandra's like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, but, like, that said, like, I read your horoscope today. It looked good. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're, like, in the medical field. Why do you believe in, like, stars and aligning? She's like, it's looking it's fine. She's uh-huh. like, I don't understand that. That evening, the Joker is let loose on the town. Mm-hmm. And Harley runs into it. There's like an explosion. He's oh. there. He ends up like finding her on the streets. He points a gun at her. Oh. And then he doesn't kill her. He gets in the van with his his dudes. Yes, his and, goons. Like, his goons. And he leaves. But we get this moment of like seeing a flashback to Harley's younger years. Okay. Where like she sees a whole lifetime of decisions and things that she thought were good decisions. Like, what do you want to be? I want to be a teacher. I'm going to be an actress. I don't know what I want to be. Leave me alone. Wait, I like listening to my friend's problems. I'll be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And like all these other moments. She goes to school. We get to see her there. She gets really great grades, but she's interested in older men. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up having a relationship with one of her, her professors, which makes it seem like she got her grades for free, right. but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a woman or, or a classmate of hers so that follows her. Where like, inevitably the two of them work together. And she's like, oh, cool. Like, you also must have slept with someone else to get this job. Like, seems like your skill set really whatever. Yeah. And like, the fact that, like, people call her Harley because, like, everyone's taking a ride, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. I mean, it was literally just this one guy. Yeah. But the rumor mill, naturally. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Anyway, so Joker leaves with his dudes. They Batman shows up. He, like, throws smoke grenades down. And um, one of the guys, like, slams on the... Or the driver slams on the brake. He goes flying through mm-hmm. the... Uh, Windshield. Windshield, which is, like, I only bring this up because it's hilarious because Joker gets out and, like, Sajik's Joker is demented, but also, like, that animated series-style humor mm. where he is just, like, he's like, look, I get the guys in the back dying, but, like, you were in the front with seatbelts. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, we're criminals. We're to be dumb criminals. And then he shoots him to kill him. Okay. And um, then 
if Ben were here and uh, he would appreciate this, but I think you'll also appreciate this. Okay. He looks to one of his other dudes and he says, Bob, you're uh, my number one guy. And yay. he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman shows up and Harley's stuck in between this like flaming alley behind her and this like smoke infested streets in front of her where like Batman is taking down Joker and his goons. Yeah. And she's like, I'm stuck between fire and smoke. I don't know what to do. Right. And so she stands there and notably a cop shows up and he's like helping a paramedic. It looks like. And they're like, all right, well, our plan is, he's like, can you walk? She's like, yeah. And then he's like, we're going to cross the street. The paramedic's like, that is a bad idea because we don't know what else is down the alleyway because Joker is stealing weapons. Mm. Something else might go off. We can't do that. So they end up like, we'll go across the wall. She's like skirting her way along the wall. And then like she has that horror movie moment where she's just like, it's like every horror movie you've ever seen. She like knows something will come out of the mist and get her and she can't move. And the guy's like, come on, you have to come. She's like, I, she literally can't move herself. Joker comes flying out of the mist, hits the wall, and looks at her. Right. Earlier in the conversation um, with the guy who died, mm-hmm. the, the goon who died, yeah. he's just like, why didn't you shoot her? Right. And he's like, because there was a promise in her eyes that like I would be in her dreams for like mm. ever, basically. Okay. And he's like, oh, that's romantic. I'm like, nope, that's creepy, yep. because he's like, I have control over her now. Well, yeah. Because like the terror in her eyes meant that I will be with her forever. Exactly. I have total control. Yeah. So then he goes flying back into the mist because Batman pulls him in. Mm-hmm. And we get, like, Sajik's <clears throat> Batman fighting Joker, which to me is no cooler than here. Like, this is the best I feel like it, yep. where, like, Harley is looking up, or Harleen is looking up, and, like, there's the smoke, and they're within the smoke, and she watches, like, the shadow puppet, like, fight between the two of them, and it's amazing. She's like, I can't look away. Some of the smoke clears. Joker makes a run for it. Like, he doesn't look back at all at her. Obviously, he doesn't care. Right. Batman chases after him. They end up in, like, this gladiatorial-looking pit. It's basically a fountain, though. People are going to watch her because they're so angry at the Joker. They want to see (laughs) Batman beat the crap out of him. Mm -hmm. And she goes, too. And for a minute, she feels totally justified in doing that. And she's, like, watching Batman beat on the Joker, you know, the sounds of his fist turns like, like, yes, more kill mm. to her. And she's like, I, I really feel it. Like, I feel like something unhinged in the city. And she sees him, but she sees it like that hideous version of the Joker. So again, like, I'm like, what, what is, what is real? We have like kind of an unreliable um, narrator in a yeah. way. Um, Harley now always has like nightmares of the Joker. Typically at the end of that street with the mist that we saw in the beginning is the Joker's face, like coming to get her. Oh. Like he won't let her sleep any longer. Right. She goes to work the next day. The girl from her past is like, how did you do it? And she's like, what are you talking about? Gets pulled into the office. She gets funding from um, the gentleman who who left the meeting. Mm. He's just like, I wasn't bored. I just knew that like what I was hearing was effective. I didn't need to hear any more explanation. I had other things to do that day. Okay. It turns out it's Lucius Fox on behalf of Wayne oh. Industries who is looking to cure criminals like the idea is that bruce wayne thinks that criminals can be cured yeah and that there needs to be like you know, f- more funding into that sort of thing sure. so they're like look if we can try to id sociopaths and maybe do something to alter the brain chemical imbalance if, the, if something is going on that's killing their empathy let's do it yeah exactly so harley's gonna need access to blackgate prisoners and arkham asylum inmates and other various you know individuals they're all going to work to do that. She's going to get her funding. Also, her funding was fairly modest. So, okay. like, Lucius was like, yeah, from a financial standpoint, this is this is a good investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets access to Arkham and um, thanks the uh, doctor, the overseeing doctor of, like, the, the, like, facility she was working in, who's like, 
you know, she's like, no, really, thank you. She's like, you don't understand. Like most people wouldn't give me and she's like a fair shake. She's like, you know, there are a lot of like rumors and stuff like that. You know, like I like because your relationship with like Professor Collins, she's like, yeah. She's like, well, the fact is you also had these other two professors, one of which is like a woman older than dirt who like made my time hell. <clears throat> so you earned those good grades. Yeah, And exactly. I know you did. Right. And she's just like, then that like bolsters her spirits where she's just like, oh, someone believed in me and that's awesome. And then she right. flips off the other woman. It's amazing. It's <laughs> great. So this is where like, again, Sajik's like ability to not only tell us a story, but also illustrate said story is great because like Harley has this moment where she's just like, there's something about walking towards the light where you don't notice your shadow and it's her walking into Arkham and the shadow behind her is that of Harley Quinn with right. like the mallet and the gun. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, a lot of this is also talked about like the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Sure, exactly. And like she mentions that like sometimes you don't even realize you're in hell even when the devil comes up and mm-hmm. says hello. And that's when she meets the Joker the first time uh. earlier in the book. She goes to Arkham. She's like, this is a fresh start. I'm going to make friends and it's going to be great. And it's like Arkham's not the place you're going to make friends. The, the security officer there is just like, you know, he calls her the wrong name initially, not on purpose, but he's just like, that's a weird name. I'm Barney. No, <laughs> that is exactly what he is. Except Barney from Silence of the Lambs is way friendlier. Yeah. Um. She sees the Joker. He's being brought back in. They both arrive at Arkham at the same time. She realizes that, like, if she did believe in like horoscope and the stars, it would be very obvious that the stars had aligned to make this happen. Yeah. Because like she goes through a similar day that he goes through, where it's like they both get their photos taken, blah blah blah, that kind of thing, right? right. Like, so it's like obviously there's something more to this. This is meant to happen. Yeah. Um. She goes to meet Hugo Strange, who's not into this whole thing. He's just like, you know, you know, Bruce Wayne seems to think that, like, you know, criminals can be cured and stuff like that. But, like, you know, we are about healing and you can't just treat them like they're inmates and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're patients. Here. Yeah. He calls her the wrong name as well. She finds her office. It has the wrong name on the door. Um, but she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm here for the patients. And, like, she has all of them laying out there. There's, like, Freeze and the Riddler and, like, Poison Ivy's there. And, like, Joker's there. And she puts that file away. She's like, I'm not. I got plenty of uh, candidates. We see, like, literally, like, a like one moment from each of the interviews. And they're great. She interviews Zaz. Zaz, like, talks about, like, all of his scars and, like, how he's like, they all have a story. She's like, but I want your story. And he's right. like, yeah, but my story is my scars. Right. She talks to Ivy. She's like, you want to talk about empathy? She's like, I can literally feel nature dying all the time. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, she chats with the Riddler, who's just like, I let them catch me. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and she's, he's like, I'll give you a riddle on, like, what's going to happen next. And he's just like, he says... There's a thing on Superman's back with a wonderful thing and a letter on top. Name me that letter and the, and that thing. And she's like, escape. Cool. Mm-hmm. She talks with Killer Croc. She talks with Mad Hatter. And, like, she's still plagued with, like, visions of the, the Joker and such. Right. Um, she gets a little more, like, you know, friendly with the, with the guard. You know, more or less like a, like, oh, man, we both need coffee because we're both exhausted. Ha, huh? because her plan is I just won't sleep anymore. You know... Maybe I just need to focus on the interview. Like, maybe I need to do the Joker interview. Maybe that will get it out of my head. Right, right. So she grabs all the tapes from the Joker, and we get that, like, situation. And then she finds one tape that says, like, the real Joker. And it's a, a video of him outside talking to somebody else. Okay. And, like, this, like, clearly he's just committed a crime. And, like, this dude must have been involved with it. Because he's just like, this guy's like, give him the chair. Just kill the Joker. Just kill him. <laughs> and the Joker's just like, you know, now you're starting to see my Gotham basically right you know like we're all monsters in a civilized cage and it just takes the right kind of pain to break you yeah and it's that cold moment she's like that's what i saw and it, it terrorizes her once again right inevitably she calls her friend tries to get drugs to sleep nothing's working mm-hmm. finally she turns to the drink 
that ends up letting her sleep. Okay. And then she gets a call from Harvey Dent, hmm. who wants to meet with her. Okay, cool. And Harvey Dent meets her in the park. You know, he's the DA. He's just like, hey, so I, you know, I hear you doing this great stuff and blah, blah, blah. And like, he's in Gotham Beautiful and blah, blah, like in the sunshine here. It's fantastic. I want you to stop everything you're doing. He's like, because let's say you publish your research. Every two-bit horrible attorney is going to use that being like, oh, my poor, like, you know, client here doesn't have empathy. It's fine. Let them go. They'll send them to Arkham. And anyone can get out of Arkham. They <laughs> might as well have a revolving door. Yeah. So, like, I appreciate Stefan, like, addressing the legal ramifications yeah. of what Harley is trying to do Right, here. exactly. And then she, like, he pulls up, like, a, a two-sided coin. He's like, the, the double-headed coin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, a mother of someone... Um, who had died gave this to me and said that like basically criminals are this like you know you might flip them in the air or whatever but they always land and show you like their true face basically okay and she's just like well that's also not a real coin and like if she just gives him all the shit and then she leaves she's like I'm not stopping right so then she's like what's funny she has a moment I, like as her monologue or her like in- internal monologue or narration and she's just like and to think like five months later we'd both be murderers yeah <laughs> I was like that's fun that's cool that's fun so she finally meets the Joker. It is the straight up the scene from Silence of the Lambs where um, the guard takes her down there and he's just like, call me if you need me. Mm-hmm. We keep him here by himself. Except, you know, Lecter was in a, a room full of other people. He Joker's by himself because he affects too many individuals around him. Okay. So she goes down there. She stands far away. She stands in the darkness. He like asks her to come closer. Mm-hmm. He's like, I won't bite. You know, you can't get through this. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you look familiar. Mm. What is it? What is it? And then he like pounds on the glass and startles her and she becomes afraid. He's like, I know you. Right. He's like, that's what was missing. You weren't you terrified. Weren't yeah. And she's like, that's funny. You know, I didn't kill you and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, cool, whatever. Like you, you tell all these stories and they're lies. And he's just like, but those are more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, you know, the truth is boring. Like right. wouldn't you rather just be entertained? <laughs> and she's like, cool, whatever. And he's like, it's too bad. I can't tell you them because now you know that. Right. And, like, she wants to know more about the city of monsters he was talking about. Like, what does that mean to him? Like, what okay. do you mean by that? Like, oh, do you think everyone has that inside? And, like, she calls him Mr. Joker. And she's in it. he goes, he's like, please, call me Jay. And so the last page is her saying, very well, Mr. Jay. Uh, and we see her in profile with the light of his cell pouring out. So on the wall, it's, it's the image of the two of them, like, really together. close to one yeah. another. And I'm like, it's just, like, such a like interesting view of her i mean a lot of this we've seen before mm-hmm. to some degree but what i like about this is the long road we're taking to her becoming harley instead right. of it seeming like so like it takes like six panels like right or like it doesn't matter she just wanted to get famous and this like she's actually powered and like you know empowered by her desire for research her desire to actually you know cure individuals right but there's also something damaged to her um and she recognizes that like she's like you know after that first night when i met him on the streets if I might have gone and talked to someone about it instead of hiding it, things might have gone differently. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. Also, I love the fact that she has a friend named, like, Chandra, who's, like, you know, like, kind of her lean-to, like, her lean-on there. And I'm like, that's what Ivy fulfills for her later on. Right. And I'm like, so... So there's all these, like, allegories for what she'll eventually become. And honestly, like, the book is so, like, beautiful to look at because, like... I know for some people, Stidrick's art can be like a little rushed at times. And it definitely, for me, isn't always as 100% completed. But what he does do is like, with his like, less finished parts of the art, it forces you to look where he wants you to look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which mainly has to do with the faces and the emotions there. So just great. I would definitely recommend checking it out. I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just a, it's a fun book. And I'm, I'm excited to see the rest of it. Cool. Uh, 
let's see. We were jumping into the super chats before uh, Josh pitched this. Zberm says, Sal, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man's MCU return? Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I'm really excited. He's only getting the one MCU cameo and the one movie. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hopeful that, like, uh, you know, it means there might be more in the future. I know that, sure. like, Feige had a quote where he said something like, Spider-Man actually has an extra power, and it's that he can cross uh, cinematic universes. Yeah. And it's like, that's the one quote that every article you've read that you think says XYZ is using, and it doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't mean... You know, he's going to be in into Spider-Verse. It doesn't mean that that means that there's never going to be another deal. It doesn't mean that, like, Far From Home 2 needs to, or Spider-Man 3 needs to have a reference to an interdimensional thing. It doesn't mean that Feige's ending Spider-Man Peter Parker's story. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means that, like, two companies made a deal on a creative medium and eventually... Uh, you'll you'll know what happened, but I promise you that whatever blog you're reading doesn't know as much as you do. So, you know, I wouldn't get excited about, like, what it means outside of what we're getting, which is we're not going to ruin the fun reveal at the end of Far From Home. Yeah. So now we get, like, some closure to that. Yeah. Uh, also, it's a trilogy, so you get some closure anyway in those trilogies. Yeah. So, like, we know that it's going to be cemented in Marvel. We know that it's going to be within the universe. And we know that, like, they don't need to be afraid to use him in the future or the very least uh, referencing what happened with mm -hmm. him in those in those other appearances. So that's really, like, that's, that's great. That's all I've wanted. Um, I also saw that there were some, like, rumors about, like, what character sh he might connect with or you know interact with all of its rumors you don't know yeah like you don't know and so it's it, like and i'm saying that because like a lot of people are saying it and like in articles and like if you click through like i did recently where i'm like oh like where feige says this is what's happening like link click it just feige says this it's like a it's like a mobius strip where it just keeps feeding in on itself right, right, until right. eventually you get to like one quote or a hearsay say thing and it's like oh you don't really know anything well like, yeah. oh, it's all made up. Cool. Right. Uh, you know, so all I do know is Spider-Man's getting, like, another movie. Yeah, and that's great. And that is great. And at least one cameo. And at least one other movie he will he will appear in. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, Joshua Wright says, I, Kindred is Ned Leeds. Wink. Exactly. Yeah. They brought back Ned Leeds and then immediately killed him. <laughs> Again. They're like, never mind. No. Fire's awesome. Uh, I wish there were more Asian characters that are not Japanese or ABCD like uh, Kamala Khan, i.e. like Aziz Ansari, example of a heroine from Sri Lanka. Fair enough. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be... I mean, like, and I know that, like, Marvel is trying some of that stuff. I mean, both Marvel and DC should be pushing it more. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's the Indian Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and that's pretty neat. Like, there's a whole arc. Mm -hmm. You get a costume, I think, in one of the games, so, you know, that's neat. But I, yeah, I hear you. I, I, I wish that everyone had a superhero. Yeah. You know, or Absolutely. or more. You know, that you don't need one. Yeah. Uh, Drew Chester, want to read Hox Pox? Thoughts on what you two read first, um, or what to read first? Don't read Pox and then Pox. Like they're not just. There are two series that are one. What I would do is get if, the reading list from the back of the book and read it the way it came out. That's like, right. Literally, that's what I would do. Yeah, because. This most recent issue of Powers of Ten is a is the rest of House of X. Yeah. Five. So, you know, you gotta they're they feed into each other. So yes. do the reading list. Yes. Uh thank you very much for your ten dollar donation. I don't know who that was, but nope. thank you so much. But thank you. Uh Jan Kohler says a little something for uh you guys. I love Harbor Patrol. 
Uh, thank you very much for liking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm regularly listening to it during work. Hope you continue this awesome project. Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, if it was successful, we would definitely do more. Um, thank you for enjoying it. If you're not familiar with Harbor Patrol, it's a superhero RPG series that we tried. Um, you just tell me we're never doing it again? Basically, yeah. Oh. I mean, prove me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Prove me wrong. Uh, actually, I am thinking about re-editing the entire thing into one big episode and then seeing if that does better. Okay. Because, like, there is such a drop-off, it broke my heart for how much effort and money went into that show. Hmm. Uh, Heartless Fang says, have some love and money. I will take oh, both. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Keith Hastings, thanks for mentioning Barney from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Frankie Faison is an awesome actor from Montclair uh, I met in high school. Oh, no way! That's dope. That's amazing. We're not too far from Montclair, so yeah. representation. No, I love, much. like, Barney from Silence of the Lambs is actually one of my favorite actors, and even if you're not a big fan of um, Hannibal, the sequel... Right, he's in it. <laughs> he's in it, and I love it because, like, you get a little more, in, like, depth to his character, where, like, they're like, don't you ever worry about him coming for me? He's like, I never really gave him a reason. Right. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't. I was, I was, I was a kind person. Yeah, and I'm it would like, be that's right, you are, Barney. <laughs> yeah, Barney. Love you, Barney. <laughs> yeah. No, that reference was just for Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just. As if C. Ed says, just send him some love. Well, thank you very thank much, you so man. Much. I'll take it. Uh, Silver Cricket Harley's first love was a murderer. She has always had this magnetic attraction to the unstable and monstrous, uh, all before Joker. Well, and again, don't forget this is Sajik's version of this because it is a black label. It doesn't have to actually be within continuity, and it isn't. Um, so like I would really focus for specifically this on the story he's telling us and the peaks we're getting into his or into her character, right? Like references thereof, like outside of continuity, are just those. Like, yeah, they're just superficial things for you to be like, lol, right? You know, like oh, or cool. But like knowing her deep, rich backstory, yeah. And then applying it to this thing that is another universe won't help. Right, right. I mean, like, for me, what I really took away from it was, like, that moment with her professor where, or not professor, where that, that doctor who, like, you know, proves that, like, she's like, no, I believe in you and I think you're a good person, I think is very telling of the character that is being woven in the black label version of it, where it's just like, she's looking to have someone believe in her. Right. And if the Joker is willing to do that. Yeah. For whatever his, his ends are. Because yeah. I like that, like, yes... The Joker's in this book, and he has a huge, obvious effect upon her. Right. But it's a book about her. Yeah. And so, like, we, at, in this first issue, don't get 100% what his motivations are. Yeah, yeah, Because we get that, like, romantic comic uh, at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it, it's obvious that, like, there is, like, some element of control that he's looking for as well. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. TV, they will probably save the Spider-Man MCU cameo for like five years down the line. <laughs> looking for it. I love the Harleen book number one, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I really like this um, this version of the Joker. But like again, like I, I like that. Unlike with uh, Damned, where it was just like Constantine was like, I'm an unreliable narrator. Right. With Harley, you already go into it knowing that she may not... Be, be reliable. Yeah, as reliable. Because she's not stable. But she's also, you know, you get that like sense of um, the Margot Robbie like influence on the character along with like the current incarnation of her in comics. Yep. But she's a little more... You get that definitely the educated feel and like her being able to look back on her past with a clear mind is, is really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Cullen Stalin giving a little something for all the videos I've binged over the past year. Thank you very oh, much, thank Cullen. You. And thanks for checking out the channel and yeah. binging it. That's the that's that's once you're if you're new to this channel, definitely check out everything and and just go through it and then you know let us know what your favorite but thing is. But it's also is high praise to, to big be time. Oh, so totally. Yeah. No. Uh, 
Silver Cricket, how do you feel about Ms. Marvel's new costume? I feel like Marvel's trying to catch lightning in a bottle like they did with Spider-Man's black suit. I think so. I, I love costume changes for superheroes because, like, there is a staple. The culture will react and tell you which one to pick and stick with. Um, so, you know, you know that no new costume change is ever permanent. Uh, so I dig it. And I like, uh, I like Carol's costume, too. Um... And I'm down with them because, like, the more costumes they get, it also kind of makes them a little bit more of a established hero. Like, Kamala doesn't really have too many costume changes, um, but she is, you know, a top-tier hero in terms of, like, awareness and, uh, and you know, in terms of pop culture awareness. Mm -hmm. And so, as such, like, I think in a superficial way, giving her more costume changes makes her more of, like, a established kind of, like, everyday character. Right. Uh, Tim Mickledays, uh, Tim Mickledays helping us out. Thank, thank you very much, you. Tim. DB, uh, have another five because Harbor Patrol was awesome. Oh, thank, thank you very you, much, you, man. Yeah, Harbor Patrol was great. I love doing it. Um, I would like to do more. Me too. And we and maybe we will one day. Maybe we'll just stream it next time. Right? We thought about doing that last time. We should have done it, I guess. I don't know. It really depends. Maybe I'll put it on the Twitch. Oh, Twitch.tv slash TV. Algie <laughs> Try, more words, more money. Thank you very much, Thank Algie you. Try. That's very nice of you. Uh, Jan Kohler, how much money do I have to spend for you to continue Harbor <laughs> Patrol? Here's a little start. Uh, thank you very much, thank man. You, Honestly, you. like, uh, it's really, it's not about the money. It's about, like, getting the, sh about the effort. and Well, I'd say it's much... also about the interest, because if the interest That's isn't the there thing. from the population as a whole, we're we not going to do We don't it. want to force it down anyone's throat. Like, if you're not here for that, we got it. Right. We totally yeah, We you. hear you. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there are a lot of shows like that that we made that we liked that you didn't like, so we didn't make them anymore. Which is like, you know, we, we gave it a shot. Well, that's how it works. Exactly. Uh, Casey Al Alfrey says, hey guys, first time joining live. Welcome. Welcome to the show, man. Just wanted to say thank you for helping me get through the work day. Just finished the entirety of Back Issues. Wow. wow. Hey, you watched more than 299 episodes. because like, amazing. We do have a lot of episodes. Uh, Martin Archuleta, excited for 2099? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Victor Bogdanovic's drawing some of it. Yeah. So. If you don't know, he's a, he's a pal of ours and he worked yeah. on a book I did. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And another extra five bucks from somebody. Thank you so much for your generosity. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about just a really quick thing about Batman Superman number two from, uh, what was it? Josh Williamson and David Marquez, uh, Superman and Batman fight the Shazam who laughs. And then, you know, Shazam laughed. Right, he's laughed before, but like <laughs> that's what they're naming him. I wish I they had like more clever names for these people. Uh, but in any case, the end result is Shazam was trying to convert Superman, and that's when it, they found out that like the Batman Who Laughs plan is to convert Superman into the Superman Who Laughs, so that they can like be the world's finest team, but from the dark multiverse, uh, because you know Batman Who Laughs killed Superman, so he never got a chance to actually turn him. Right. Uh, so basically building off of the Batman Who Laughs story where Batman, like, was able to be infected by it, but, like, still use it. Mm -hmm. It does the same thing to Superman at the end. So Superman's like, I'm the Superman Who Laughs, blah! So he, like, frees the Batman Who Laughs, but he's actually, like, a sleeper agent for Batman. You know, Superman and Batman are working undercover. Okay. I'm losing my interest in this series in a big, hard way. Uh, but it's a lot of fun looking. So that's neat. Okay. Uh, Batman When I continues to be great. Check it out. Okay. That's all I'll say. Oh, um, and I think they're gonna, I think they're pushing a Harley Quinn romantic relationship with Batman. A what? Yeah. Oh, in that? In, in Batman Oh, White okay. Knight. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That in makes, in that universe, I could see it. Yeah. No, yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> because it's very on the nose, and I know that Murphy 
he he hits it on yeah, the nose. That's okay. I, I I will say I agree with um a, a comment in the stream here saying like was the Gordon who guffawed in it? Uh, he was in the last one, and I, I yes, he was in this one, okay. and he's definitely working for someone. Is he guffawing? Like, he's not yet, but he's he's chuckling a little bit. Is he chortling? A little 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 bit. <laughs> a little chortle. Um, I didn't get a chance to fully read it because um. Because the, I, it's really bizarre how much effort goes into getting ready for the con. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you think it's going to be like just a like just every a year, and I'm like, no, we got this, and then it's like, oh no, yeah, no, we we don't got this. Yeah. Um, but I do want to mention that uh, Justice League um, Dark number fifteen came out. I'm nice. sorry. In Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. Oh God! Oh, I see. Justice League's the bad the bad guys. Yeah. In it. Um, a lot of crazy stuff happens. They're calling this the witching war, which I appreciate because it's versus Cersei, obviously. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm down, I'm down for that. Um, cool. the, the big takeaway for me, uh, was a really sweet panel of, um, man bat. Christopher Kirk was like influenced mm-hmm. by, um, by what's his name? Um, Mordred. Yes. To be like, you know, oh, like they don't, they don't, they don't trust, trust you. They don't, they think, they think you're weak. You've got to show them how powerful you are. And he becomes just like, he gives himself a serum that he creates like this horrific mutant mm-hmm. bat creature thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's like a bat king. Yeah. He's, he's like a bat king. Um, you know, and obviously, and we also go back to the moon or like the moon, like the remember in the witching hour, when like Wonder Woman died and was like on the moon yes. and like witch fires there, we go back. Okay, I'm like, well, you t- remember it existed, well, Tynan. He like, invented it, so why wouldn't <laughs> but it be? He used it. He was just like, we yeah, have this. We thing. We did that. Yeah, Let's we go have back. this thing. Why not? Why not? So yeah. yeah, nice. It still continues to be a great book, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, good, good, good for you, Tynan. Yeah, yeah, and he's blowing up. So you know, I, I, I just want to say I, I love your work. Please. Don't be like over like de- like don't be destroyed by what you have coming up next. Right. Yeah. So good. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, powers of ten number five. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in this issue, which at first I didn't think there really was. I was reading. I I feel like powers books always take me longer to read than house books. Yeah. House is what's happening. Powers is what it means. Right. And so like that one, I'm like always like okay. Hang on. Yeah. Like, I, this is... The Powers books have been the books where I've gone back more, like, through pages. I'm yeah. Like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Go back, go back, mm-hmm. go back. They will think we are doing one thing, but the truth is we are doing something altogether different. Yeah. So, like, other Professor X is speaking specifically about humanity in terms of the book, or he's speaking directly to us. He's breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And, like, Hickman is speaking to us through Professor X. I think we're getting a little bit of both. Right. But in the story... We go to what looks like one of the restaurants at Disney World. Yeah, which is very <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, Chuck meets up with Forge and they uh, want... And they come up with the, with the backup plan. Yeah. And not not like, the backup plan, yeah, but the mutant the, the mind, mutant mind backup plan. And yeah. so because we are... like, I think you can pretty much like date where we are and when we are, but it's not now, and nor is it like recent. It's a ways... Down well, this the road. was X zero. Yeah. So right. So he's. So it's. Yeah. It, it's. It's on the way to it. He's also in a wheelchair still. Exactly. But we do know there's an I think five or six iterations of Cerebro. But right. uh, basically, we know that through Shi'ar technology and Forge's abilities, this is how they managed to like set things up. How did they unparalyze Professor X? 
Oh, God. I don't even want to get into it. Just okay. let, Let's just put it this way. They did it. It, it, it's it's a trope like he's always on like sometimes it's he's only paralyzed because of a psychic attack sometimes he really is paralyzed right. well i was like in this he could be unparalyzed because of cloning i know i know but which makes it easier i guess yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so yeah so charles is chatting with forge mm-hmm. and this is the big like f- this is the thing where Hickman is like, okay, I need you to really not trust Professor X because of what you read in the last sto- like the r- last issue. Yeah. And I'm gonna push it home by having Professor X sinisterly smile in every other panel. He just looks like a total maniacal genius. It's amazing. Right. Oh, I mean, like you know, what never help Professor X. Those eyebrows. I know those particular I eyebrows. I don't understand why no one's ever gone up to him and been like, "Chuck, you got to do. We got to do something about this. I don't know what it is, but we need to do something about those eyebrows." Mm-hmm. But we're setting up like how that works, how Cerebro works. Yeah, and then uh, we also set up the fact that Forge recommends like it's like, listen, you can have like your little backup system, but like I would have at least another one just in case. And he's like, I want oh, five. I want five. And I'm like, five? Why five? Well, five's an important number. Of course it is. In this series, at least. Oh yeah, no, it's true. It's also half of 10. Um. <laughs> Whoa. And we're in and we're in powers of 10, so ah! yeah. No, it's true. Um, uh, so we're setting up a lot of things. We're setting up more moving parts, more dominoes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, wh- what does this mean? Who? Why does he want five? What are the five? Oh my god! Like who's 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 misusing it? Who's manipulating it? All that stuff. I'm not gonna lie that like as serious as this all is and what this might mean and like mm-hmm. the idea of having these duplicates and how the further down the series could be completely mishandled. Yeah, this did remind me of that episode of Gravity Falls with Dipper and his cameras. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just throwing them over the edge. Yep. <laughs> um. So. Then we cut to a little later on, or probably around the same time, uh, where they recruit Emma. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's 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 now. It's uh, before now. It's bef- it's before now, but it's not closer as... to now than, than yes. before. But anyway, uh, Chuck and Magneto recruit Emma and basically say like, "You need to bring Sebastian Sean back into the Hellfire Club, mm-hmm. and we want to make you like part of our little club." Yeah, like we came up with. Basically, this is also explaining the how the drug marketing went, where it's like, Chuck's like, I made a bunch of shell corporations and shells that own other shells, but, like, we need an actual legitimate business to help distribute them because we can't we can't trust humanity's businesses to distribute them with the rights that are necessary. Right. Like, ne- like, necessary. So they're like, we're going to use your industry, yeah. Emma. And, like, part of that, I think, is also dangling that carrot. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Emma's really big in on that. And, like, even when they negotiate the terms, like, they're like, we're thinking, like, a 20-year, and she's like, and they're like, oh, f- I, did I say 20? I meant 50. 50 year, uh, you know, exclusive agreement. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, that's yeah. what I, that's what that, I thought. That's what yeah. I thought you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that like, she will also be part of the council until they establish like a real government. She's like, well, that only lasts so long. And they're like, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, we'll may- well, what if you could live forever? Because we're going to keep making clones of you. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that they have to bring Shaw back. And she's just like. They're like, so we all figure out it'll be two seats on the council for the Hellfire Club. She's like, I'm going to need three. I'm going to need three. I'm going to need three. Yeah. Uh, so then, at least put my feet up. Right. <laughs> so they take her to Krakoa and they show her, and and basically she's like, "All right, I'm in." Right. And it's interesting because they show her the flower, which obviously the flower has to do with the like this is where the drugs are coming from. Mm-hmm. But they show her the flower as she arrives there, and she's immediately like blissful. Yeah. About it. Well, I think they're using it. Yeah. Well, it could. And be And I a... can't really tell if that's again Hickman trying to lead us to this like 
thought process that the island or you know, Charles Charles is affecting her. Um, but or it's just because it is so beautiful there. Yeah, you can't help but be taken aback by mm-hmm. it. Especially when you if you buy into this whole like propaganda where it's like this is for us. Yeah, it's but a- like she definitely has this moment where it's like there's like flower petals floating around her, and she's just like, ah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Exactly. Even though she was part of Genosha and knows like how bad it is. Well, get. she does mention that to yeah. Magneto, where she's like, really? You're, You're going to put all- them all in one spot. Yeah, he's gonna, you, you should know better than this. Yes, exactly. Uh, so then we get our look at the council, which of course is redacted. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. That'll be how we'll wrap up. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- wrapping up the rest of the story, um, basically Charles, I think, I think this is the part where he... He, int- he he invites everyone. Yeah, like he sends out his call. He's just like, hey, everybody, check it out. New place for mutants to hang out. It's called Krakoa. We're making our own nation. You guys should come on by. Yeah. Just come be part of it. Uh, and the the last person in our story that they invite is Namor, which yep. I was like, oh, man, you remembered that Namor's a mutant. How cool. Yep. Um, I love the sequence with Namor because yeah. like we, it's like Hickman hasn't forgotten how to write Namor. Also, yeah. like the way in which he is like portrayed he's he calls in a bunch of great whites he's on a ridiculous like lovecraftian-esque throne throne with a big seashell behind him clearly the seahorn is nearby yeah um yeah and and he just is like oh no that's that sounds great yeah you know good for you i love that just it's it's you finally figured out that you are like more important than everybody else yeah that they're never gonna love you yep and that and that you are superior do I look like someone who's just realized how much better I am than everyone else? Like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's totally Namor, you got me. And he's like, but more important or more interestingly is, of course, like Namor says no. And he's like, because you don't really mean it. You don't really feel that way. Yeah. So don't come here until you do. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, what does that mean? Right? Like, is that Namor just being like, there's no way Charles Xavier could feel like that? I, I or mean, is like, that another indicator that, like, they're doing the Ozymandias? Right. Where it's just like, we, the way to get humanity and mutantdom to come together is by giving them something to hate. Yes. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Then we cut to my least favorite part of this entire thing, which is the future, uh, where the phalanx kills the head of like the, uh, the, the, elder. The, the elder of the council, and they explain... it. The whole thing is used as an ex- as a example to establish like the rules of societies and like how the, the progression of everything it explains how the like the phalanx seems to work now this is one of those things where it's just like i read all of this i read it all again yeah but like this section like the future stuff i feel like needs to be put all together to truly understand yeah you need to read it all in one sitting i think that's gonna help a lot um but they definitely explain like the differences between a, a titan a stronghold and a dominion and how there are like these theories that like a titan like a black hole isn't actually just a black hole it was like a super intelligence that like you know yeah. collapsed in on itself and became a black hole essentially right. um yeah, but basically, the, the, this is this is the like end game for Phalanx. Well, and, and it also explains that it's just like, well, they're like, why did he? Why did they eat him? Like, yeah. why did they destroy him? That's like, well, because you guys kind of misunderstood that it's like, yes, they will take all the memories that you have and it will upload them, and that'll be live that'll live forever. But it will also eat you all. Right, it'll eat you, the planet. Yeah, it'll destroy the planet. And that's when I was like, oh, we're gonna go with Galactus. Like that's what the Phalanx is. And then they're like, no, actually, Galactus is one of the two beings. 
that it fears the most. Yeah, the other being the singular universal manifestation of life, the phoenix. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm like, yay, we mentioned the phoenix. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. But uh, so we got we got a lot of it's a, this is a major info dump in like episode, but also issue issue. Yeah. Um, um, but it also like helped to establish some big things. Like, it definitely did. But before we get into this page, um, yeah. it's interesting how much they're focusing on how the like ruling bodies of the phalanx seems to work. Right. And I was wondering if part of the information that um, they stole in Life 9. Yeah was how this all works and perhaps that's what charles is attempting to do as right well. like they're creating like a natural natural like like a biological phalanx yeah i don't know because like yeah that was your theory because i was like oh i just i just chalked it up to them getting like info about how to kill nimrod right but like yeah what if because i, I was like i thought they've got something else like i don't know why i had that in my head that they must have gotten some other piece of information that we don't know what it is yeah no but it could very well be that what they did was they got info that explains like what this whole thing is. And then they were like, Oh, that's a good, that's a good model. Let's follow it. Right. Because like Cypher has, he has the, he has has the, well, he has Warlock Warlock, who is a phalanx. Yeah. yeah. And so like, he already has access to that. So I don't know if they're not trying to integrate that. And then like, because we keep seeing these like diagrams of how the phalanx work. And then we see these diagrams on how like the council will work and like how some of it. They're all similar. Yeah. Yeah. The way, well, the, the way they all feed into each other and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, so yeah, speaking of the council, there's a quiet council of Krakoa, and this is like a, a heavily redacted roster of who's in charge. And if you got it digitally, it's all actually redacted and you can't see anything. Right. But if you got, well, but you can see through the black bars if you got it in print. Uh, so somebody thankfully put all those together before we need, you know, after it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's spoil it a little bit because yeah, this so- is... Be pre- just literally we're going to launch into yeah what the that who, info who the quiet council is yeah uh the the quiet council according to let, let me just load it here yeah, yeah uh the quiet council is broken up into seasons yes autumn winter spring and summer and of course Krakoa itself yeah um, <laughs> I love Krakoa gets its own seat Krakoa and also Cipher and more only because like Cipher can like talk for Krakoa yes but I, I am Cipher I speak for Krakoa exactly. Um, so, yeah, the first council is, of course, Professor X Magneto. Then it was redacted who the third member of the council is. Everyone kind of assumed it was Moira or something because we haven't seen her yet in this timeline. Uh, No, the third seat is Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then in winter, uh, the the whole thing is redacted. Uh, The winter council is Mr. Sinister, Exodus, and Mystique. Mm -hmm. All villains or you know thereof yeah. uh exodus is the most surprising because like outside of putting him front and center in a couple of like big group shots yeah like who's thought about or considered exodus ever oh it looks like now they're saying that there's a, an error in the digital copy that was sent out to journalists mm-hmm. oh oh i thought it was literally because sometimes when you print yes text on t- and i've had this the infamous uh, all-star batman and robin batgirl issue well i was gonna say I, i've literally had an issue where like we'll do something with a logo where it was like a a line behind something that's like oh it's fine and then when it goes to print it's actually raised underneath and it's like oh cool right damn right. it exactly gotta go back and finish it i didn't realize that there was an actual copy paste job yeah nice um, anyway so yeah uh winter council sinister exodus mystique mm-hmm. the spring council which is the hellfire club is sebastian shaw and emma frost the third member of the council uh which was at the behest of emma frost is the red queen known as kate pride Kitty Pride is a is now a 
queen of the Hellfire Club on the council. It's just like, At the request what? of Emma Frost, which doesn't surprise me because she's like, yeah, because that's who she is. I think that's right? kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Summer, uh, this is the most X-Men-y, which is Storm, Jean Grey, which they're calling Marvel Girl, yeah. and Nightcrawler. Which is funny because it's like, that one to me is like the, like, most like oh this could blow up team you think i think so Why? because because marvel girl's on there oh because it's gene yeah mm. because like nightcrawler will be trying to hold on the fort storm as we've already seen storm has like, become a zealot yeah so who knows so like you know there's that concern there but like as soon as you throw gene to the mix you invite chaos right well you invent you and you invite the phoenix yes it may possibly so yeah and they're they're the summer one yeah right so you know not spring though but re- rebirth, rejuvenation, right, right, right. But uh, yeah. yeah, so that's the that's the council. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. But it's it's you know it's neat. Yeah, honestly. Um, but it's all ending. Yeah, I, that's what is like so like baffling to me. We have two. We have more two issues, issues of this series that is one series made of two books, right? And I'm wondering how much is actually going to get resolved and how much is going to be like. If you want the rest of these answers, you're gonna have to read X Men. Yeah, which would be like genius on on Marvel's part to get people back into X Men. Oh, to totally. Get people into X Men possibly for the first time. Yeah. Would, would you do that? But like, I also just want those answers now. Definitely. Like. Is it, you know, pod people? Is Moira's, like, no place? Yeah, a, what is that? Where is, is that? that? I, who, right? Like, is that... I know, I think in one of the um, earlier maps, I, that might, I don't know if that's on there. It not. is, yeah, it is. Um, but, like, is that where Moira is? Is that where Moira's body is? Because you have to keep the body, like, alive. Obviously, yeah. that's what they did in, in... That's what they did in the Apocalypse in, future. In, yeah, in Life 9. Um, does that support the Moira's mind is actually in Charles Xavier and that's why they're like, you, we don't go to Moira's no place because then you'll find out that there's just a body sitting there we yeah. keep being kept alive. Yeah, exactly. Um, are they doing this Ozymandias, like, you know, create this, like, issue that, like, is grander than both mutant kind and humankind? Yeah, that'll bring everybody together. Maybe they'll right? bring the phalanx now and we have to fight against it. That would be kind of cool if the whole thing was just generated by Moira as, like, a, we need, like, no, all that, all that crap in the future is stupid and we can't deal with that now. Like it, it's just the Borg, right? Like if we bring it now, then maybe we maybe have a we'll shot. Bang, like band together and like be able to like and and Charles' dream can actually come true, right? That'd be cool. Like, there's just so many possibilities, even though we're so late in the game. Yeah. At this point, this the series has for me like continued like in its excellence and its yeah. ability to generate conversation and right. theories exactly. and like that's what's sad about it coming to an end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when all the answers are finally you know revealed yeah. it's like ah, oh, <laughs> i yeah. can't like you know hypothesize any longer i know i'm still excited though no definitely me? yeah no I'm, I'm, I'm digging it silvery cricket says in 2017 professor x took over phantom x's body phantom x willingly stayed in the astral plane to rule as its new master so the shadow king couldn't return which is why charles can walk thank you or at least that's why he could walk in 2017 probably he can walk now because of clones and pop yeah that's what i'm wondering is if it's not now if, it, if it's not that now right i feel like they're throwing away the phantom x thing uh, but Death Insanity says, I tried to watch this when you were live, but work out in the way, watching the archives because I want to know what you think of these comics. Harleen, great start. Uh, did you read White Knight? Yes. Um, yeah, Harleen's a good start. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, I didn't know you wanted me to answer that immediately. Right. Yeah, Harleen was a great start. I had a great time with it. Yeah. I can't wait for more. I dug White Knight. It's uh, got a really, like, un- like expected but heartbreaking scene. Uh, I really enjoyed the entire... I- I'm, in- I'm loving the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spider-Man 30's Kindred is Harry before o- One More Day. My guess is it's Harry's soul throughout One More Day, and the whole thing is going to culminate in One More Day. 
Um, we actually wrote all the comics on that list. I don't yeah. know if you knew that beforehand. But yeah, but thank you yay. for your question. <laughs> Big Will says, uh, how many new series do you think will launch after Hickman's Power and House Books? They actually have a list. You know, there's like the Exterminators, Hexmen, the Marauders, yeah. uh, you know, Excalibur. It's, it's going to be too many for me to read them all. Read them all. I but feel he's like. not writing them all, and so that's, that's fine. the biggest issue. Is like I, I just yeah, are they in on the plan? Yeah, like if everyone's not playing ball, I'm like, mm. yeah, they're quite a bit. You can get the list. Yeah, Mr. Roboto. Okay, Namor's old. Where else? Where are all his children to honor him? I don't know. They're shark children. Yeah, those are his children. We saw them. <laughs> just a pod of uh, sharks. Uh, Christian Pereira says, hello, Tiffany and Sal. I'm looking forward to watching you explain Hawks and Pox uh, to Ethan and Ben in a future back issue. We could team up on that one. That's not a bad idea. Oh. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, man. Flashpool, just tossing some money at you, and that is a great hat. Hashtag Tiffy Fresh. Thank you. You might actually see this at the con. Yeah. If you're going, because Thursday, going. it might rain. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to rain. 90%? It's yeah. going to rain. Uh, Jason Turner, what Marvel villains do you think would be locked up in Arkham if they were in the in Gotham City? All of Spider-Man's villains, basically. Uh, oh, Craven would be there if you were still alive. Yeah, yeah, Craven. Yeah, maybe. And Norman. Most of the most of them are actually just jerks. So it's like Norman, Craven, Vermin, Sentry, Sentry. He's not a villain of. Well, yeah, well, I guess he is. Yeah, um, that would be a rough one. Be like, we have to put you here. Right? Like, is Red Skull crazy? Is racism insanity? Like, I don't know. See, there's uh, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. But like, but there are actually more, probably fewer than you would justify. I don't know. No, Marvel, DC is like, like, is Black Manta crazy? No, they're not going to put him in Arkham. So it's basically just all of Batman's rogues fit in Arkham. Not most of Spider-Man's rogues would fit in Arkham. You'd have to really. But many of them. Yeah. Just, you know what the reality is? Just check <laughs> Ravencroft. Moon Knight. Who's in Right, Moon Knight. Now Might end up there by accident. Yeah. I would uh, just check the roster for who went to Ravencroft, and then you'll know, because that's everybody. Like, yeah. you know, because Ravencroft is just the ripoff of Arkham. Right, but they also tend to seem to like add like that like scientific element to mm-hmm. it as well, so I feel like that skews away from the idea of Arkham a little bit more so. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So um, before we leave, we're going to recommend some titles for you to pick up this week. Uh, my list is very like expansive. It involves Justice League number 33. comes out this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snyder teased that it is the start of something crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, what? It's the start of shoes. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of shoes in this issue boots. On, on this cover. Um, but yeah, Justice League number 33 is uh, more of the rest of the story. I've been enjoying the first, la- the last two issues, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking it'll probably be cool. Okay. Deceased 5 is, uh, out, is coming yes, out. I'm glad you said that. It's great. It uh, is. Deceased is great. Yeah. Read it. It's the penultimate issue, so one more issue left. I love that we get to use that word so often. Me too. I really do. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is getting a hardcover art of the movie oh, thing. Oh, that's so. fun. Like, I always like those. I want to yeah, see like what yeah. got cut, what got what got kept, how close to the Mysterio design they almost got to. You know, I think it's just neat. I just they like those books. They were pretty good. Yeah, they were. Oh no, they were really good. Uh, House of X number six. Yes. It's yes. coming out. Yes, yes. It's gonna yes. be nuts. So check that out. Uh, and of course, Daredevil twelve, uh, which is the best Daredevil series in a long time, uh, and that's saying a lot because Charles Soule's run was great too. Mm. Uh, Tiffany, what do you got? Um, I'm going to recommend from Marvel Ghost Rider number one. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost By Rider. Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter. 
It's Beware of the Ghost Rider, but it's Ghost Rider number Ghost one. Ghost Rider number one, yeah. Um, it's got Johnny Blaze as King of Hell. Hi, remember that happened? Yeah, I do. And um, Danny Ketch is being thrown back into it. He don't want to do it, though. Oh, what a shock. I mean, like, I don't blame him. No. Someone might, you know, push him into garbage and then take his motorcycle. Yeah. Or he trick might, Blackheart into punching him and taking yeah, his motorcycle. Exactly. He might have to just leave the situation entirely. Which he often does. Exactly. Um... I do want to also, um, I'm not saying like, I'm like really into this because it does like this magical horror thing I'm always looking for, but I know a lot of you guys aren't into that sort of thing. So I want to make mention that um, Image is going to be putting out Dead Eyes written by, um, I think, Jerry Dugan. Um, it's like a mafioso uh, 1990s like kind of like error comic that they're putting out. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's not the thing i normally would talk about and right. i feel like i don't give a fair shake to things that don't have horror or magic, or magic in them yeah in them. i'm sorry everybody. No, people like their thing yeah um dr strange number 20 is this it is, is happening um kana is back i believe this is the last of this run but we do know we, that like go into the surgeon supreme yes now that he has has it has not been my cup of tea i'm still going to check out Surgeon Supreme because, like, I'm hoping that this tethers Wade to a less cosmic run with Strange. That'd be and nice. maybe talks more about, like, again, like, that more tethered to Earth, what's going on here. Yeah. Again, Strange needs to be able to bebop and scat all over the place. I get it. Yeah. But, like, we just, like, it's just been nonstop space and stuff like that. I know. So, um, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And, um, die number eight comes out oh cool this week so you know if you can't get enough of kieran gillen <laughs> um certainly the the numbers are saying so based on the fact that like i mentioned earlier boom had to go back to a sixth printing for once in future yeah, number wow. one i think they're on a second printing already of issue two mm-hmm. um i love that book i, I know. also love die um that's kieran gillen and stephanie hans you know D jumanji gone horribly wrong it's great uh just such a great book go check it out if you didn't get a chance to pick up once a feature or you haven't checked it out yet because for some reason you don't want to read about you know you know arthurian mythology and kick-ass grandmas right which why wouldn't you i'm just saying yeah go get it it's worth it uh press 8040 two hosts back issues for hawks and pox i guess it's two hosts that are one I yeah. would definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's, we're going we're gonna to really play that up, I yeah. think. Uh, that'd be, actually, that'd be easy to do because both series are ending soon. So we could do that pretty rel- relatively sooner than later. Yeah. I was thinking like, oh man, that'll be fun like six months down the line. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and Cash Money in the Bank. Cash you know, for the bank. Thank you very much, thank Cash you. Money. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the you. bank. It's going there right now. I want to thank you all for so much for hanging out with us. Of course, before we go, New York Comic Con this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll meet you on Friday from 1 to 2 at the Valiant Booth, 1630. Uh, we're going to sign stuff, sell you stuff, stickers, posters, all that stuff. You'll really enjoy it. Saturday, meet and greet at the DC Booth. Catch all of our social media for the updates about that mm-hmm. and those yeah, and we'll see you guys next time here That's on right. Off the Rack. I want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next week. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.